everything he's doing in this house and as we continue to just make great strides towards the future. As I mentioned before, we start a brand new series. If you don't know who I am, my name is Manny Rosario. I'm the outreach pastor here at Calvary and I have what a great opportunity to have the honor to kick off this wonderful series called Living on a Prayer. And uh, been on staff for a little bit. It's the first time I get to preach in front of Pastor Ed. And uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity uh, to be standing here. He's, uh, he's definitely made me a much better leader, uh, a better father, and a better man. And I'm thankful for his leadership. I'm thank, thankful for his friendship. We were just in Cuba a couple days ago, and we got to see so much. But the impact that Calvary is making uh, all around the world. And one thing that really impacted me was when we uh, went to the church, and, and, and the pastor of this church in Cuba said, we've been praying that you would come back, and you're the first church that comes back in five years to look after us. And it just shows our heart as a church to look after those that are not only in our nation, but also all around the world. And we're thankful for the footprint that God's God continues to give to Calvary. How many can thank God for that? As we kick off this series called, uh, about prayer, you know, I often think of my, my initial reaction and my original uh, practice to prayer and how easy it is to get distracted when you pray. How many ever gotten distracted while you prayed? Right, you start praying and then uh, something happens where the AC turns on and you just start thinking about the AC and you start thinking about something else and your, your mind just wanders. How many have ever fallen asleep as you prayed? Come on, be honest, don't leave me up here by myself. Right, it happens. How many ever just run out of things to pray for? Where you, your mind just runs out of things to pray for. You don't know what else to do. And you hear other people praying in the sanctuary or at home. And you're like, how do they come up with things to say when my mind just cannot think about anything else? Don't feel alone. I think it's, it's, it's part of our, our way of being. And sometimes it's just hard to find our way to communication with God. But the more you do it, the better you become at it. The, the more you pray, uh, the more you get in that quiet time with God, the more you're going to find yourself where the, your words are going to flow because you're getting to know the one you're speaking to. It's kind of like a relationship. You run out of things to talk to, uh, talk about, and it it's only takes a matter of time where the phone calls get longer and longer and longer. I remember Mimi and I were going out. Uh, we, she would call me or I would, I would call her, and when the phone would ring, I would pull out the phone or, or pick up the phone, and I would lift up the antenna. For some of you, you had a longer extension to your phone, and you were able to go around the whole house with it. But I remember how those conversations st started. There would be a lot of quiet space on the phone and just breathing. <sighs> and with a matter, in a matter of time, we were able to just have constant communication over the phone, and I was able to know her a little bit more, and she was able to know me until her father would get him on the other line around 10 p.m. and say, it's time for you to hang up. And that's the same way it is with God. So I, I believe that God's going to take us to a new season as we start this uh, uh, series on prayer on how we can live on a prayer. How we can live on a prayer. And today I want to preach on the subject, turning our pain into purpose. Turning our pain into purpose. When I think about the times that we pray with people, you ever been in a chain prayer where you're praying with someone else and you're holding that person's hand? Usually you have a firm grip person. Where that person, the stronger the prayer gets, the more they squeeze your hand. You ever been in that prayer? 
I've also been in the prayer where the person has dead fish hand. Where the more you shake it, the more it just stays right there and it's not going anywhere. And I've been in those times in my life where I'm in prayer and, and I uh, uh, just don't know how to pray. I remember when I first started praying and I would hear people say weird things in their prayer. And I remember me saying, trying to imitate the same thing they said. Like things like, God, I pray before you. God, I recognize that you are Jehovah Nisan. God, your word, uh, it's so good. Your word melts in my mouth, not in my hands. I've been in those prayers where, where I'm like, God, you're like a good neighbor. You're always there. You just, just start making things up in your prayer. But I believe that many times we make two big, big mistakes when we pray. We make two big mistakes when we pray. One of them is that we pray too small. Our prayers sometimes are too small. We pray things like, God, bless my day. And God is like, I was already planning on doing it. We pray prayers like, God, bless my food. And God's like, I already took care of that as well. God, bless my children today. And God said, I blessed them the moment they were born. They're yours, and I'm going to continue to bless them. Our prayers many times are very general as well. We just make open prayers. But listen well, church, I believe this, that general prayers do not move God. It's when we make specific prayers that they move God. If we could learn today to make specific prayers in our life and in the life of others, prayers like the one we just made over our children, where we are specific to ask God for specific things, we will see God be glorified through it because we asked him for something, listen well, daring. God wants us to make bold prayers. God wants us to make specific prayers. God wants you to ask him for things that he knows you cannot do by yourself. He wants you to ask for things that is going to supersede your ability because it is there that he's going to receive the glory and he's going to receive the honor. I'm reminded of one of my biblical heroes and better yet faith heroes in the walk of faith. His name is Martin Luther. He's the reformer that back in the 1500s he was able to bring great change to the church. He had this helper and his helper's name was Frederick Myconius. And Frederick Myconius was uh, Martin Luther's right-hand man. Martin Luther was continu continuously uh, working to reform the church. And it was Frederick that would be by his side to make things work well. But one day, Frederick became very sick. And in becoming very sick, we quickly saw that he lost his ability to speak. And it is there that Martin Luther wrote this letter to him. And he said this. I command you in the name of God to live because I still have need of you in the work of reforming the church. The Lord will never let me hear that you are dead, but will permit you to survive me. For this I am praying because I seek only to glorify the name of God, Martin Luther. Here's the beauty of this story. Martin, Martin Luther died and six years later, Frederick died. Frederick passed Martin Luther and lived six years more than Martin Luther because Martin Luther was willing to make a daring prayer so that the kingdom can continue to be expanded. Isn't that a wonderful thing? To know that we can make powerful, bold prayers and we can see God answer them because we dared to pray them.
Today I want to speak about someone that you may have heard of before. Uh, I want to speak of Jabez. You ever read the book of First Chronicles? The book of First Chronicles, with all honesty, can be a little boring because it's a bunch of begots. And this person begot this one, and this one begot this one, and this one begot this one. And he just continues, and this one begot this one, and this one begot that one. And then it gets to chapter 4, and there's a pause. After 600 begots, the writer stops to speak about one man named Jabez. And I want to take you there, First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 through 10. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brother's. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, and here it is. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I, may, so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Jabez was named pain because he was birthed in pain. And the writer pauses from all these begots to speak about this man that had the audacity to pray and ask God for a blessing. Have you ever been afraid to ask God for something that you think he can't give you? You ever been shy to ask God for something? See, what I love about the story about Jabez is that he had the audacity to be named pain, but more of an audacity to cry out to God and ask God, bless me. Bless me. God, I want you to bless me. I want you to expand my territory, and I want your hand to be over my life. Can you imagine Jabez in school, back in Jewish school, as he's learning the Torah, as the teacher's taking attendance, and she calls out and says, Bartholomew, here. John, here. Luke, here. Pain, 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 here. To be named pain everywhere you go. To be identified as pain everywhere you go. See, there's people in this room as I speak right now that you consider yourself and you identify yourself by what you're going through. You've identified yourself by what is happening in your life right now. And God is here to remind you and God is here to tell you, you may have been named pain, but if you are bold enough to ask God to bless you, get ready for God to pour down his blessings over your life today. Come on, you could give it strong for him today. That's what I love about the story. Jabez was identified as pain, but he knew that if he prayed out to God, pain can become purpose and his destiny can be changed. God wants to change your destiny today because you are not, you are not de defined by what you're going through. You are defined by what God has called you to be. And you are the head and you are not the tail. That you are above and you are not beneath. That God has blessed you in the city and God has also blessed you in the marketplace. It doesn't matter what statistics say. It doesn't matter what your father said about you. It doesn't matter what your mother said about you. It doesn't matter what that teacher said about you. It matters what God says about you in his word. And you are the apple of his eye. And you can stand boldly and cry out to him, God, here I am. Bless me. Bless me. Bless my life. 
So I want to talk to you about a few points of how we can pray these daring, bold prayers that will change our pain into great purpose. Number one, pray for blessing. Pray for blessing. In 1 Chronicles 4.10, he said, oh, that you would bless me. That word bless in the Hebrew is barak. He wanted God to literally bow down and bless him. It's a bold prayer. It's a daring prayer. But it's a prayer that you and I can make today. As we start this series on living on a prayer, you can be bold enough to ask God, God, will you lean down and will you bless me? God, will you lean down and will you bless me? Because at the end, when God begins to bless your life, it will go past you and other people will see what's in your life and they will be blessed too. I like what Genesis 12 verse 2 says, I will bless you and you will be a blessing to others. This is what God told Abraham. I'm going to bless you so that then you can bless others. See, it almost sounds like Jabez was making a selfish prayer. But Jabez knew this. If God, if you bless me, those around me will be blessed as well. I love that because if God begins to bless you and God begins to bless me, if God begins to bless this church, everyone around us will begin to get blessed because it's just pouring out of us. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. In Psalms 18.35 it says, you give me your shield of victory and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. See, God wants to make you great, not for your own name. God wants to make you great for his own name. The greater you become, the greater he is. Because at the end, we are, we are a reflection of who he is. See, I... I, I don't know much. I, I kind of skipped, I'm, I'm sorry for the students that are here, but I kind of skipped sixth and seventh grade, my science class a whole lot. But I'm reminded of this. I know this. I know that the, is there any science teachers here, by the way? Okay, well, let me, let me just, this is the only thing I, I pretty much know uh, of the solar system. I know this. I know that the moon cannot shine. I know that the moon only shines because of the reflection of the sun. You see, we are not the sun. God is the sun. And if you are shining today, it's because of the reflection that God has put on you. If you're blessed today, it's because of the reflection of God on you. If you have something today, it's because of the reflection of God in your life. And I promise you this, the more you shine, the more people are going to see God in you. Somebody give God a praise in this house because you know God's shining all over your life. He's shining over your wife, over your husband, over your children. He's shining in your life. He wants to bless you. So that others can know who he is. Number two, Jabez prayed for influence. Knowing his name was pain, knowing he was birthed in pain, he not only prayed for a blessing, he prayed that God would give him influence. You see, he prayed a prayer saying, enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. In culture and in that time, the more land you had, the more powerful and the more great you were. And he wanted his land, he wanted God to enlarge his territory so that his name may be glorified. See, I pray today and I believe that God's going to continue to give you influence. He's going to give you influence at work. He's going to give you influence with your family. He's going to give you influence with your neighbors. Because the more influence God gives you, the more God is known to everyone around you. 
And that's God's purpose for your life, that you can grow larger and larger and larger, that when people begin to see you, they say, that's a man of God. They see you, they say, that's a woman of God. See, that, that we may preach sermons all the time, but never have to actually say something. See, I love that because Francis of Assisi said that you preach all the time and if necessary, use words. That while you're in the classroom, people may know there's something different about that teacher. That while you're in the workplace, people may say there's something different about that person. He always brings solutions. She always brings solutions. And it's because God is continuously enlarging your territory. I pray that God continues to enlarge your territory. That God gives you wisdom for the decisions you have to make. And that people may see who you are because of what God's doing in your life. But it takes a difference in perspective. We're going to have to change the way we see things. We're going to have to change the way we view life. See, life is not happening for you. You make life happen. You don't wake up in the morning and live by what is happening and what your mind is telling you to do. You wake up in the morning telling your mind what it's going to do. You take leadership over your mind. You take leadership over your life. And God will continue to give you influence in everything that you do. The Apostle Paul writes to the Ephesians in chapter 1, verse 18, and he says, I pray also that your eyes... The eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance to the saints. That your eyes may be opened to the riches that God has given you. To the joy that God has given you. That as you live life that you may recognize God has given you a great inheritance. And that it may be manifested for people to know. See in this room right now. The only way we would know that there's a millionaire or a billionaire in the room is if that person gets up right now and starts handing $100 check, uh, uh, bills and just starts giving out bills to everyone. That would identify that person as what? A rich person, a, a millionaire. But what that person is doing, that person is manifesting what they have. See, manifestation is nothing more than somebody demonstrating what they have. You have something, I have something, we have something that the world needs. You have a gift, I have a gift, you have a talent that the world needs. And the moment you begin to manifest it, it's the moment people get to know, wait a minute, there's something different about this person that's walking through this place right now. There's something different about this other person because they're manifesting what is in them. I wonder what would happen this week if you begin to manifest the gifts that God has given you and the talents that God has given you, not only in this room, but all around this city. God would be glorified and your territory will be enlarged. God wants to stretch you. And stretching hurts sometimes. But God wants to continuously stretch your influence. When I think about the influence of this church, this church may be known for how big and how all the glass that it has as you drive out I-4. But there's something happening in the city. People are getting to know who this church is. Because when you go somewhere and, you, and we participate in outreach, they say, oh, you're that church that serves the homeless. Oh, you're that church that goes and picks them up in, bu in buses. Oh, you're the church that does a lot of missions. Oh, you're that church that just helps out the people in our city. And the reputation of this wonderful church that God is building right here in Winter Park, right here in the city of Orlando, is a product of God continuously enlarging our territory. It's not just happening in our city. 
People all around the world are getting to know what this church is doing. And I don't say this to boast. I say this for the glory of God. God is doing it because God right now as we speak is enlarging Calvary's territory so we can grow in influence and so people can know who God is. How many thank God for what he's doing in our lives right now? I like what Psalms chapter 2 verse 8 says, ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possessions. That's a promise of God. Ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance and the ends of the earth your possession. We just have to ask. While we were in Cuba, the caretaker of this church, tears began to flow from his eyes. And he said, Pastor, I hope that you don't think that we're just using you for the resources that we need. I hope you understand it's, it's because we really have a need here. And Pastor Ed went on to say, no, no, no. You see, we have not because we ask not. And the fact that you are bold enough and humble enough to ask us for these things, it's a good thing. Because you are going to receive what you need because you dared to ask. See, we serve a God that is, he is the owner of all things. If you have a need, guess what? You can cry out to God today and you can say, God, I, I need you in this area in my life. God, I need you in this area in my life. And God will, God will, God will be faithful to fulfill his promises over your life. I love this part of his prayer. I love this part about Jabez's prayer because he says this, let your hand be with me. Let your hand be with me. What Jabez was asking for, he not only said, God, I want you to bless me. He not only said, God, I want you to give me great influence. He said, God, I need you to stay with me. Because one thing I've realized is that the more God blesses you, the more we forget about him. <laughs> the more God gives us, gives us great influence, the, the, the further we get away from God. But Jabez is clear. He said, God, I need your hand on me. Because if your hand is not on me, I know that I'm walking alone. And I pray that God can just keep his hand on us. Because it, it, it's, it's a sign of his presence. And I don't want to live a day without God's presence. I, don't, I can't live a day. I know who I am without God's presence. I, I recognize who I am without God's presence. So God, if you're going to bless me, keep me close to you. Keep me close to you so that I, don't, I don't move too far away. Keep your hand on me. Because if your hand's on me, I'm going to know that whether you take me to the right, you're there. Whether you take me to the left, you're there. Whether you take me low, you're there. If you take me higher, you're going to be there as well. Just stay with me, God. Stay with me. Walk with me. May your hand be upon me. May your hand be on me. I think many times we could just, we could just, we could just detour from what God wants us to do and where God wants us to take us because we get to a point where we can say, God, I got this. Peace. Bye. I got it from here. It's kind of like children, right? I remember my kids when they were little. They said, no, dad, I know. I know. Dad, I know. And you would try to bring them up, up on the playground so they could, dad, no, don't touch me. And you want to carry them. And, no, dad, don't touch me. I know. I know. And just like children, we do the same thing. We get to a certain place and we say, God, I know. I know. I got it from here. 
And God reminds us through this prayer today, we need his hand on us. I don't know if you need his hand on you, but I need his hand on me. God, keep your hand on me. As I, as I continue to grow in influence, as you continue to bless me, as I go higher and higher, Lord, that fame may not overtake me. God, that as I go higher and higher, as you promote me, that power may not overtake me. God, as you take me to places of influence, that money may not overtake me, but that your hand may be over me. Keep your hand on me, God. Keep your hand on me, God. Somebody say, keep your hand on me, God. Keep your hand on me, God, that your presence may go with me, that your presence may always be with me. You see, when I look in the Bible, I see places where it is written where God's hand was on people. Just like Jabez is asking for his hand, for God's hand to be on him. You see, the Bible tells us that when Samson went against the Philistines, the hand of the Lord was over him. When David went against the great Goliath, the hand of the Lord was over him. Hallelujah. And we look at the Bible when Ezra was asking for favor with the king. It says in the book of Ezra that the hand of the Lord was over Ezra. As we look at the book of the apostles and the acts of the apostles, we see that the hand of the Lord was over the apostles and they did great things. It's all over the Bible. I don't know about you, but I want God's hand over me. I want God's hand over my life. Moses as he was getting ready to make a move, he cried out to God and he said this. Moses said, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. If your presence does not go with us, do not send us out from here. And God answered his prayer and says, I will go with you. See, I, I know this. I need his presence. I need his presence in every area of my life. And I like what the psalmist said. The psalmist said, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. See, in his presence, you will find the joy that you need. In God's presence, you will find the satisfaction that you need. And if you're far from his hand so that you can know this, at the end of the service, the altars are going to open up and God's going to begin to just pour out his spirit over this place. And if you feel like you're far from God's hand today, if you feel like you need God's blessing in your life today, if you feel like you need more influence in your life today, you can find it in God's house because he's willing to do it. Lastly, number four, pray for God's protection. Jabez said this, he says, and keep me from harm. For every level, there's a new devil. For every level that God takes you to, you will face a greater principality, a greater work of darkness. For those that have walked up and seen God move in every area of their life, you know what I'm talking about. You know that every time God's taking you deeper and God is taking you further, it gets harder. It gets harder. It gets harder because God is building your spiritual muscle and your faith muscle in your life. And it gets harder and it gets harder. And the prayer we need to make in our lives is, God, I need your protection. Keep me from harm. Jabez knew this. God, I know you're going to bless me. I know you're going to give me influence. I know that you're going to do great things in my life. I know your hand's going to be on, upon me. But I need you to protect me. I need, you, I need you to surround me. I need you to be with me. And I pray that God's protection may be over us. 
See, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says that the enemy's going around like a roaring lion looking to see who he can devour. He's constantly looking to see how he can make us fall. And for that, we need God's protection in our life. We need God to protect us. But there's a promise in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 35 through 37. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So we can pray a prayer of protection over our lives and over the lives of our family members and over the lives of our church. Because if God's going to bless us and if God's going to give us favor and influence, if God's going to continuously keep his hand upon us, we also, God, we need you to protect us. That your angels may surround us and that your angels may guard everywhere we go. And what I love about the passage, it says, and God granted his request. I love that part because one thing is to say the prayer, but to finish out the prayer where it says, and God granted his request. A descendant of Judah that was named Pain was later known as a blessed man that enlarged his territory, that God's hand was over him, his presence was over him, and he was protected by God. I love that because that's what I want for my life. And that's what I pray over your life, that God can continue to bless you no matter what pain you've gone through. There's people in this room that you've gone through tough childhoods. There's people in this room that are going through a tough season even right now. But God says, if you dare to ask me, I will bless you. I will give you influence. I will put you in a place where people will say, how did she get there? God wants to wow the community with what he's going to do through you. People will say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, where did she come from? Where did he come from? And God's going to get the glory out of your life because you dared to pray a prayer with audacity and God did it in your life. Jabez's life was forever changed because he didn't let his name determine his destiny. Don't let what's happened in your life determine your destiny. Allow God to do something powerful in your life today. And you'll see what God's going to do. So pray for God's blessing. Pray for God's influence. Pray for God's presence. Pray for God's protection. And you too will have a pause in the writing of someone to speak directly about your life. 600 people were written about but simply written to just mark down that they lived and, the next, and they bore this son. But the writer of 1 Chronicles stopped and paused and says, wait a minute, Jabez did something pretty cool. We're going to pause and speak about everything that he prayed for and how God did it in his life. That people may pause if God tarries and speaks about what God did in your life and how he changed you. And how God is going to continue to change the life of this church. How many say amen to that today? As we close today, I want to tell you this. There's a blessing that you need to ask God for. There's a blessing that you need to ask God for. You, need, you have to have the audacity to ask him for that today. But maybe you're here today and you're saying, God, if people knew my past, 
If people knew where I come from, and God's saying, that doesn't matter anymore. I'm not worried about where you came from. I'm worried about where you're going. And I want to take you somewhere further. I want to take you somewhere greater. God wants you to know that your influence is going to change. He's going to enlarge your territory. And if you're here today and you understand that you need God's presence in your life, you've been walking alone without God's presence for too long. Maybe you're visiting today and you say, I came to this church. I'm just checking it out. God's speaking directly into your heart, into your spirit because you need salvation. He died for you. He died for me. And he wants to write your name in the book of life so you could be in eternity with him. But maybe you feel like you're facing great harm and you need God's protection. Know this. Those that fear the Lord, the angel of the Lord will encamp around them. See, you don't need a big bodyguard to walk with you. You have an angel of the Lord that's encamping around you. In other words, he lives with you. And you can know that God's protection is with you. So as we pray, after I make this prayer, we're going to make an altar call. The first altar call is going to be for those that need Jesus, for those that need salvation. And if you are here in this room and you recognize, I need God in my life like never before, whether you've drifted away and you've walked away from God and you recognize that you don't have his hand over you, today's a good day to be reminded God is here and God wants to save your life. But the second call that we're going to make is for those that want to have the audacity to pray a big prayer. A prayer that you've been timid to pray. A prayer that you maybe been shy to ask God for. God's here to say, I want to bless you too. If I did it with Jabez, just imagine what I will do with you. So let us pray together. Everybody with their heads bowed and eyes closed. And let God speak to you through this prayer. Father, we thank you and we bless your name. We bless your name and we thank you, God, because what you're doing in our life is miraculous. And just like Jabez, named after pain, was able to change his destiny because of the prayer he made to you, Lord, we want our destiny to change as well. We want our destiny to change so that people may know who we are because of you. That when we share our story with others, people may say, how did that happen? You can say, only because of the, only because of the hand of God on my life. Only because of what God has done in my life. Only because of the wisdom he's given me to make business decisions. Only because I let him guide my life by letting him put his hand over my life. Only because he protected me from myself. He protected me from the enemy. So God, today we give this to you. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you speak into our lives. As we open up this time at the altar for prayer. Believing for breakthrough at this altar. Believing for salvation at this altar. Believing God that we will put aside our agenda for just the next 15 to 20 minutes and we will open up our hearts so that we could cry out just like pain did, just like Jabez did and say, Lord, if you would bless me, if you would enlarge my territory, if your hand would be over me so that no harm could come to my life, then we would see what you've called us to be and do. And that we would walk in your purpose. That we can go from pain to purpose because of the prayer we dare to say today, God. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. And everybody that has the joy of the Lord in them, just say amen. Can you give a hand clap to Jesus right where you are? 
thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person at Calvary Orlando for one of our Sunday morning worship experiences each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. Here you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.